of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Ash, welcome back. Everybody else as well. Welcome back to this new episode of Unbillable Hours. Where, Ash, we thought... Yeah, um, yeah we, did. We, did. we did. Or actually, to be more precise, you did think of this. Let's discuss how people can change course or pivot their marketing strategy, right? Yeah, I mean, we're right now in the middle of the year. And not only in the middle of the year, the interesting thing when you look at the market is this recession, inflation, stagflation, and consulting firms or professional services are essentially just going on purchasing companies, growing their services, pivoting, and all of this stuff. You're seeing a lot of change happening. Yeah. But as change is happening on the business side of things, does marketing stay the same? Is Are you basically going to execute a marketing strategy that you set up at the start of the year? No, not entirely. You have to like adjust and we thought, you know what, this yeah. is the time to like look at like how do you pivot? What do you keep? What should you do in this midpoint? Yeah. Right? So so to be very clear for people, right? If if you feel like you're in a place where your marketing strategy is still sound and you're gonna execute throughout the year, rest of the year, right? Cool. You're you hit the subscribe button, drop for now, you can come back later for the next episode. If however you are in a situation where you feel like, oh yeah, we need to change some things, maybe that is that is the episode. For, for you, right? That, that yeah, and also and also things like, hey, suddenly my boss decided I want to buy. He's buying this. He or she is buying this company, oh, yeah. and suddenly, oh God, we now have a new thing. Or there are areas like you know, Flora, as I was discussing earlier, you have a services company suddenly trying to push a product, or you have a products company trying to push a service. What does all of this mean? Like when you yeah. put these things out into the market, you can't literally just go with what you started the year. Yeah. Yes, we're talking about agile yeah. mindset and all that kind of stuff. But the key yeah. thing is, how do you incorporate this? How, instead of being a reactive person, yeah. reactive marketer, how are you set for success to align with the business goals here? Yeah. How do you you know, how do you continue to build a practice using the marketing skills and strategy that you started with? Yeah. And I mean, th that is, that sums up the premise, right? For this episode. And, and yeah. I want to get into it, but, but before we do, I mean, on your first point there, the, the, the dynamism in the market, right? And the dynamism, right? In the market right now, it's just, it's really interesting to me as well, because yes, you're right. There's just talk of recession or technically there are recessions that are depending on ways in the world. Maybe stagflation, maybe not, blah, blah, blah. So there's lots of, there's a looming crisis expected by lots of people. At the same time, in at least the markets I look into, many consulting firms seem to have like the bestest years ever, like this market red hot, which to your point also, yes, triggers lots of M&A going on. So it's, it's actually sort of not clear <laughs> or even less clear than it typically is where it's headed, right? So yeah, I, I agree with, with your thinking here. It's a good point in time to discuss changing strategy or changing course mid yes. flight mid trip whatever how do you how do you want to kick it off like to, to take us take us into it well okay let's start with the fact that we basically said if you need to deal with change you need to be agile you need to start 
getting into these things. You can't have a set in stone fixed market marketing strategy when you know your business has changed. Yeah. So how do you a start looking at all the change factors that's come in? Where do you bring in something new? Where do you keep something old? How do you prepare yourself to deal with this? It, you should, like we were saying earlier, you shouldn't be reactive. You need yeah. to account for that there will be change. Yes, there will be other things that you will need to react to. Like you might need to like change messaging position. We, we'll get into all of that. But the key thing here is be prepared. The whole scout motto. Yeah. 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 So good advice for people who find themselves in a situation where they're surprised by some change. Tip one, don't be in a situation where you're surprised. <laughs> Sorry. I think yeah. we, I, I can't remember the title of the episode, but you and I talked about how you executing your marketing strategy or, or planning your marketing in the day-to-day -day tactically actually should be a cadence of meetings, right? Mm -hmm. I think we have this episode. I'll, I'll link back to it in the show notes. But I think what you're saying is the same idea. Just think of a system where you don't do a year plan for marketing and then that's it. Now you go and execute. But instead, like we talked in the previous episode, maybe set up cadence of meetings that effectively allows you to constantly monitor right, the, the, the health of your marketing strategy plan and then intervene if needed. So quarterly meetings with the practice leads, right? Yeah. Monthly and alignment meetings with other marketing teams weekly kickoff meetings with the team to say, okay, what are we going to do now? Is there a new mission? Is there a new job change? Whatever it is, right? These these type of things, right? Is that that is what you're referring to by when you say be prepared. Yes. And also bear in mind there are lots of signals coming, especially like, you know, most companies give out their quarterly results and stuff. And when you see that, you'll end up looking at all the key signals. One, what's your retention hiring rate if you're looking on the employee side? How much is your business growing? What's the new avenues of business that you suddenly start to explore? Who did yeah. you acquire? And what is your current focus? Because like, if you're looking at the consulting space, a quarter is like a year. You run through all sorts of things within that time. So whatever you set up will change. Now, within Europe, if you guys are in Europe, I'll say, don't listen to this episode now. Listen to this in September or in even as late as December. Mostly yeah. because you guys are going on holiday, so you're just keeping the machine running and that's it. But for a lot of the others, guess what? This is a time when you're suddenly like finding people just purchasing stuff. I mean, this just this morning I came across another acquisition in the news. <laughs> multiple I mean, not one. I came across like at least ten acquisitions this morning. Yeah. So and it's like Right. But good on good on you for checking because that is what I wanted to point out. You you just said something there, which is th there's lots of early signals, right, for these changes. Yeah. But I have been in a place where those existed and I got surprised because I did not have a format where I got to ask about these types of things going on yeah. and found myself in a process that is like the business comes to you and says, Oh, look, here's the new service offering we've done. We, we even created some preliminary sales presentations and so forth. We just need you to pretty it up your marketing team. Worst case scenario, right? And yes. how do you get out of that? Like we just said, make sure you are sitting on the desk of the practice leader at least once per quarter and ask mm -hmm. these questions. Like what do you guys have? You know, what are you cooking up? What else is happening in the business? So you know early on. Yeah. yeah, pay attention so, to signals because because that's what I, I know how you work. So I know what you mean when you say you just found acquisitions, right? You have you have this conversation, so now you know. So now you can be proactive and, and prepare, maybe even offer some marketing support early in the process, as opposed to being 
handed the stuff after the fact. And then it's typically, that's also in that scenario, then it's go time, it's fire drill, right? Those people want the presentation like in two weeks or something like that. And that's by the no way, one wants I, to be that spot. Yeah, I was referring, I was randomly referring to this WPP acquisition that came in my inbox more than all the acquisitions in the space that I'm in and others. But this is not just one. I see a lot going across everywhere. So yeah. the key thing is... Which is another point to take notes of people have external feelers, right? <laughs> right? Industry trade newsletters and stuff exist for a reason. Anyway, sorry, that's, I, I shouldn't yeah. be trick. But so, yeah, okay, so that was uh, phase one, right? Be prepared, yes. make sure yeah. you have structures there. So now you've got the intent signals, you have the meetings, you now need to assess what's, what is this going to affect on your marketing strategy, your marketing plan, yeah. how, like, first of all, it, you, you look at this in the certain questions, where do you pivot? How do you pivot? When do you pivot? And when you have these questions answered, then you can preempt, okay, the leader saying that I see these signals and ask them, does this mean anything? And depending yeah. on their answer is when you have to do it. If they say, no, it's fine, just continue on. Yeah. They're like, okay, fine, I'll continue on. But if you find any cause for concern, that's the time you need to start the yeah. conversation. Which, By the way, this happens. Which I, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, but I would advise maybe even if they tell you, no, it's fine, it's fine, right? We, we are onboarding a new partnership, or we're entering the market in France or whatever. It's fine, just keep going. You, you should probably question their assessment. Maybe do your own yes. analysis and figure yep. out that actually, maybe translating a few web pages to French is something that is will be like I, know, I don't know, but you 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 be the professional just on that. Yeah, but yep. I think. To your point, on that, it's exactly right to say where where do we have to pivot and, and how and when. And I think that my advice would be the most important stuff to immediately review with the does this still work? Yes. Perspective or through that lens are the actual strategic basics, which to me are do are we still will the are we still addressing the same target audience and the still pain points within that audience? Is that still mm -hmm. the same? Yeah. Or will that change? I mean, a recession, if if your firm runs into that, is the typical situation where, oh, yeah, target audience might be the same, but you better believe their priorities have changed, right? Because mm -hmm. now it's all about cash conservation, cutting costs, whatnot. So yeah. look, does that change? The offerings, this is something the business has to decide, of course, but maybe you yeah. can advise on, on how it's packaged up. Do we still do the services we put an emphasis on still makes sense. Classical example, if, if you're a very large firm offering lots of stuff, if you have efficiency offerings on the shelf and innovation growth, other types of stuff, maybe in a recession, the efficiency stuff is in higher demand and some more marketing budget should be shifted in that direction than otherwise. I'm, make, I'm making up these examples, but these, these are typical things. And I, right? did, and I did want to add something because you already have in the notes, the fact that the messaging can change and it's not just that the overall messaging change it's more about where does the messaging change and does it need to change for instance if you're adding like a pro if you're adding a service to a product primarily based offering you need to know what changes and it might not even be like an entire change of your messaging and position it could just be adding a sentence could be something like that but you you are in that position to make that decision by consulting with your business leaders, not just the practice lead, but the business leaders, because the, sometimes the practice lead has got the overarching vision, but their strategy person might be the one who gives you this key info. Yeah. 
And so once you determine sort of these areas of, I don't know, risk or change needed or, but it's good to then go back to the business again and get clarity how they think the, the game will change mm -hmm. and the priorities will change. To, to your point with the product and service example, I, I don't know who, who runs into those, but it's a difference to say, oh, just have some messaging ready that we now also package our expertise in this and that product and people can have it. That's one outcome. The other could be, no, 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 we would actually like to reposition the entire practice and it's primarily the product yeah. and our service component becomes an add-on to make sure customers or clients are successful with the product. Like, this is, yeah. There's a wide variety of in which this could go. And again, like you so often talk about this in the show, but it's very good to make sure you have the clarity and or even facilitate the business leadership to get to that clarity because it doesn't often often doesn't exist or might not exist yet. And marketing coming in and asking quote unquote stupid questions actually can help with that. So it's actually you're rendering a service by forcing the people to get really clear on on what they want. Right? Yes. And, and then I think we have a third point, sorry, which yeah. You know, I, I was literally going to talk about the same thing that you know you've got all of this and you got to prioritize the order in the yeah. focus. Which that's the third point. Once yeah. you have once you have understood right where the weak points in the current setup are or in your strategy or in on your collateral, which websites need to change, yeah. prioritize that stuff because our guess is if you're not working for limited limitless resources and friends company that you can't do all the things at once, so you have to sort of you know triage it or stagger it or and again be clear to the business about can't do that this can't do this this quarter that's like not going to happen we will focus on it you know don't don't make the decision yeah. with your team internally and leave it at that but be very clear about the process yeah, exactly all right third part Next, so yeah. we, we we were prepared the changes hit we determined what we got to do and prioritize it what's what's the next one now you gotta look at your stuff you gotta revise all your key basic things that run your strategy, as you were saying earlier, Flo, like you gotta look at the positioning, you gotta look at the messaging, you gotta look at what's there, what needs to be changed, and you don't need to change the entire thing. Don't throw the baby with the bathwater kind of thing. You have to look at what needs changing. Yeah. Yes, I know you mentioned earlier that sometimes there's a complete overhaul, but that happens only at the discretion of the practice lead. And that's a huge process because yeah. now you have to convey things to the market, things to your existing clients, and things to your internal teams. Yeah. That, so that's a huge exercise. That's not what usually happens. That does happen, but what usually happens is you probably need to change your messaging to the client first, then you need to change the messaging to the market because guess what? You're dealing with the client regularly. So they will need to know what you're doing. Yeah. One side comment regarding the complete overhaul, I, I fully agree that's best avoided. Like the elegant, more elegant, more effective way is typically to evolve what's there. Yes. As opposed to completely yeah. redo it. If, however, you, for example, work for certain big four companies who are considering, <laughs> allegedly are considering splitting off their consulting units or whatnot, well, these might be the types of situations where you got to do a, a complete overhaul and then, well, your how do I change course? process essentially becomes the same as how do I do a marketing strategy in the first place process, right? Because that's that's just where you are in that case. The, but yeah. And that's an entire change management exercise. Yeah. Because um, that's a different thing. Yeah. Which which by the way, that was the one 
lame advice for we had for people in, in your situation and, and oh, you know congrats if you have the challenge because it's probably a super awesome project to work in but make sure you have the resources and the time and also the patience set in correctly because that's going to be obviously a lot of work and it, it will need time to be effective because you are essentially repositioning in this particular case right talking about audit firms splitting of consulting units you're repositioning not one but two firms so you know again congrats to you impressive project lots of work make sure you're resourced appropriately and, and manage expectations that's 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 the best we could come up with for that one um one side note sorry if i if i may because we touched upon this the repositioning thing i just said that i, I will leave a book recommendation and i also drop it in the in the show in the show notes i don't want to go into all of it but there's actually a book out which i thought was interesting about this particular topic of not positioning but repositioning which we just mentioned it is it's been written by two gentlemen named leo hopf and william welter now the book is called rethink reinvent reposition 12 strategies to renew your business and boost your bottom line that's an american title sorry for that for that dig uh I thought it was interesting because I don't know, but I would guess both in my consultants, it's very frameworky and very hands-on and practical. It gives you lots of, uh, if this, then try that types of decision matrices. And yeah, th that's, I, I just think it's a good as a handy book. You can probably skim through it in one sitting and then go back and back again, based on your situation to, to pick out some best practices. So that's a, that's a non-sponsored, by the way. To be clear about this, we're still not we're still not shilling or selling anything. I'm recommending it because I liked it. So there, there's that. We have it. Sorry. Yeah. On to the, the last point, right? Yeah. Actually, I, uh, I do want to add a third thing to the last point. Like you've oh, got yeah. it that it's commit and execute, and then you got to say commit, execute, and revise what you're thinking for the next year. And of course, true. And of course, then yeah. I, I know Flo, you are our positioning and messaging guy, so I let you talk about how you do that yeah well so i mean commit and execute the, the the point here is you once you have your plan and you have your suggestions together and you have you're ready to release whatever you've created anew make sure you do your homework and again go back to our stakeholder episodes and other stuff to, to get the buy and get it done that's what i mean by commitment it's not just you and the marketing team committing to it exactly. you have to build yeah. the commitment inside the firm that it actually gets executed otherwise it's it's all in vain and these things have to be done diligently, but they have to be done. That's the main point. And, and I, I think Ash has said this previously. It's just the fact that if, for example, if, if, if the world changes, usually your message has to change too. If, if your clients go from boom market into recession, you can't keep talking to them about the same stuff. Like no one's interested in your metaverse webinar next week if their business is burning to the ground. Like, do, do you know what I mean? These yeah, types yeah. of things. Yeah. So you have to be reasonably quick in preparing this. And then you've got to say, okay, now let's go and commit to it, get it done in, in maybe an ambitious timeframe, which I think that brings us back to the first point. That's why the being prepared part is so important because that reduces the stress in the timeline towards the end the stress will be there still and it's there for a reason you've got to roll this new stuff out to, because and, you're not going to catch the new headwind tailwind whatever the, i don't get the wind metaphors in english sorry and, um, and bear in mind that everything <laughs> that you're doing is taking you through the end of the year by which time 
you need to still think about how this goes into your marketing yeah. strategy next year because what you do might end up being a spin-off might end up being actually a new sub offering so you might need to expand your team or you might need to like think about it it's not just it's not like what you do right now it's not like a i, I don't want to th- say this as like it's a patch until the next thing this is this is the pathway to your next year strategy that's how i would see this is that roadmap that you build in to focus on like what you would be doing next year because because it's a continuous evolution to get to as companies love saying business as usual yeah and to sort of leave you guys to it and and sort of let you have your happy weekend eventually or happy friday on that note just ash i think reading a couple of the 12 strategies from the book because yeah. what you just said, right? What you end up doing might be a spinoff, might be mm-hmm. a rebranding, whatever. So just just some glimpses on those strategies. He says there there's twelve. They have funny names, and they're called like you. You might end up catching the new wave, putting old wine in new bottles, uh, declare victory, and move on. Which that's probably a divestment strategy. I don't know. Or aim higher or lower. I think that's a strategy in terms of market and has to do with pricing. So. Uh, yeah, it might go in a variety of directions. So it's mm-hmm. it's important to set a direction, chart the new course, as the title of this episode is, commit, execute, and then you know you have your structure hopefully in place to revise that as you go, and that should bring you to the end of this year. Okay, that that was good. I think Ash. Um, yeah, thanks for. I hope that was a relevant one. topic for yeah. people, but I enjoyed discussing it. So yeah, um, if you have, don't have anything to add, I would. No, I want to thank the listeners for listening. <laughs> and, yeah. and I will uh, let you know that Flo and I are still working on our live webinar. So more to come in that space. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be after the European summer break, though, because, you know, yes. <laughs> anyways, um, that was good. So thanks a lot. And um, speak soon. I'm going to stop the recording right here. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 